the Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, October 27th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. It's been a while since we've caught up with Sporting Kansas City. Let's see what's going on. Oh, first place in the Western Conference with three regular season games remaining, starting with Wednesday's game at Cincinnati. That's pretty good. A 4-1-1 record over the last six and coming off a 4-zip victory over the Colorado Rapids. So things are looking up for Sporting. Beat writer Sean Goodwin drops by, and we talk about the team and drill down a bit on Alan Polito, who's been outstanding all season. After a break, we hear from Peter Vermees, who met with the reporters on Tuesday. So let's get started with Sean Goodwin. Sean Goodwin is here, and Sean, it's been it's been quite a while since we've chatted. I'm a couple of weeks, maybe three. I don't know. Um, how you been? Good. I'm uh, staying busy. You know. I'm a- not to get political on here, but I'm voting for the first time ever on Thursday on my birthday. Um, so it's a good week. Good okay, week. so if so if you're voting Thursday, that means you're doing it early because you know yes. election day is Tuesday. But congratulations on um, that's that's one of the very cool things about being an American citizen is you're exercising your right to vote. Um, don't don't get, don't reveal it. But have you uh, have you picked yeah. candidates yet? Uh, you, have you studied it? You have you gone, gone down the you know, use the stars voting guide website. I yeah, I um, just uh, I don't know if the Wichita Eagle has the same voting guides as well, but um, that's actually what I went through originally. But yeah, uh, you know, I like to think as a journalist, I try to stay somewhat informed. You know, it's kind of my job. Um, so <laughs> you know, I, I pick my candidates, and you know, as well for just all the other local and state offices. So yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's nice to finally feel like I can uh, somewhat make an impact, you know, as small as one boot can be. Well, when you uh, when you go to the polling place, tell them you're a first-time voter and you will get a round of applause. That's what happened really? when I voted early. Yeah. Uh, another, I don't know if it's an American custom, but it's certainly a uh, Johnson County, Kansas custom in, huh. in, in, the, in, the, in the polling place. So congratulations I, on uh, that. Thank you. Yeah, I'll say if I tell him it's my birthday, we'll get bring, bring out like a cake as well. Yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah. also a, another American tradition. Just keep telling yeah. him things. It's uh, <laughs> it's so what you can get funny. out of it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's. Um, Sporting Kansas City uh, made quite an impression in its last outing. That uh, four to nothing victory over over Colorado. Um, man, all four goals in the second half. Uh, I, I thought Sporting was uh, was in good shape at halftime. I thought they were out playing Colorado, and then the the floodgates opened in the second mm-hmm. half, starting with with Alan Polito's goal, which I thought was sensational. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about Polito, and uh, and we'll actually hear Peter after a break. We'll hear Peter Vermees talking about Alan Polito too. But let's just talk about the game. And is that as well? Is that that's got to be as as good a half as, as Sporting Kansas City's had all year? Oh, yeah. Um, it, it was nice for me. I mean, I, I think aside from the loss to Philadelphia in the MLS, um, you know, the MLS's back tournament, uh, I think every single game this year, it's been close right down to the end. You know, it's, it's always sporting as winning, but they can see the late goal, just late goals everywhere. So, it, you know, it was nice for me, but I'm sure it was nice for the team as well. So just go out there, nice for the fans to... You know, put up four goals in that home stretch to the last, you know, ten minutes or so is it's not stressful. Uh, but yeah, that was the that was the best half I've seen from Sports and KC this season. And you, you know, obviously Colorado was coming off 
a month without playing a game because of um, the COVID outbreak in the team and they had to take 10 days off after that. Um, and you could tell there was rustiness. Uh, sloppy passes, slow to the ball. And I was surprised Sporting went into half-time nil-nil. I mean, that goal was coming. Polito uh, obviously had his big missed chance when he had a heavy touch. Uh, so for him to come out in the second half, grab that, you know, grab that goal to get the wheels moving, and from that point on, I mean, it, it was a it was a no contest at that point. I think the uh, this is off the top of my head. I know half-time Sporting was out shooting Colorado nine to zero. I believe that finished twenty six to five. So, Yikes! Yeah, it wasn't close. Okay, well, and that um, you're right. Colorado—they're 11th in the 12-team um, uh, Western Conference. Sporting Kansas City is first in the in yes. the Western Conference. That victory gave them uh, put them at 33 points. They're a point up on the Seattle Sounders and uh, and the and Portland. So it looks like it is going to be a three-team race over the mm-hmm. final uh, couple weeks of the season. It's a three game. Three games remain for Sporting and for Portland. Uh, Seattle actually has four games yep. remaining, but um, uh, but Sporting that 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 uh, race to the finish begins on Wednesday night with a trip to Cincinnati. Let's just uh, let let's shape up where Sporting Kansas City is and yep. their prospects of uh, of finishing first in the in, in the Western Conference. I know they've got to feel good, especially after the last result, but they have been playing well lately as well. How do you, how do you see Sporting coming, uh, uh, bringing it home over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, I guess just starting with the conference standings, as you said, Seattle does have that game in hand. Um, three horse racing, ultimately, you know, all three of those teams at this point, barring a major league slip up, is at the least looking at, you know, a, a home playoff game in the first round at least. Um, but for Sporting in particular, you have to remember that because of the whole MLS's back tournaments and whatnot, um, you know, the winner of the Western Conference now also gets a berth in the CONCACAF Champions League, uh, which is also a, you know, it's a big, it's a big thing for teams to be wanting to jump on as well because that's huge revenue boost, huge for, you know, the team brand in the Americas. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, heading to the Cincinnati game as well, it's a nice little start for Sports and KC in this last stretch of games because obviously, statistically speaking, since he is the worst team in the league, uh, no disrespect to them, but you know, only 11 goals scored, 31 against, uh, at least points in the whole league of just 16. Um, so, you know, you think that Sports and Shores coming off the 4 0 victory um, up against the team of Cincy as long as they guard against complacency. Um, this should be a, a easy three points for Sporting, but as we'll hear Vermees say, and Alan Polito touched on it a little too, is you know since these home games they've been close, they've been you know one or two score games. I know Minnesota went there most recently; they won one nil off a ninety second minute goal. Um, so it certainly won't be an easy task to break through that Cincinnati defense. Uh, by thinking this Cincinnati game, you will see Sporting, similar to the Colorado game, um, on the front foot a lot of the time. And a lot of possession, a lot of shots, a lot of the play will be in Cincinnati's half of the field. You'll watch that game, monitor it on, on television, uh, and, and write about it. I'm sad that you will not get to visit uh, Nippert Stadium in yeah. Cincinnati, site of the game. That is 
Uh, I've covered a couple college football games at Nippert Stadium. It is if it, it's one of, if not the oldest stadium still in use in um, in, in the United States. It was the first game played there was in 1901. Um, that was obviously obviously uh, been renovated many many times, but uh, it's a cool old stadium, the original home mm-hmm. of the Cincinnati Bengals of the old AFL, and mm-hmm. um, and and uh, that's the the home field of Cincinnati FC. So yeah, Sporting four one and one in their last six really have uh, made a charge here, playing their best soccer here at the end of the season. Not coincidentally, um, the return of Alan Polito from his uh, mission with the, the Mexican national team played a couple of friendlies in Europe. Um, uh, actually, the team did. I think he only appeared in one of those games. But um, minutes, yeah, yeah, eighteen minutes against I think Algeria, right? He didn't play against the Netherlands. But um, but gosh, uh, when he's on the field uh, for wearing the the Ivy Investments jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he is noticeable, and what a um, just what a glorious player he, he is, mm-hmm. and playing great right now. What uh, what did we learn from him today uh, from his uh, meeting with the, with the media and from from Peter Vermees? I mean, it's something that we obviously already knew, but the guy only wants to do one thing and it's to win. And I know we can say that about all players, um, but. You know, going off like what Vermees said, he's not a loud player. He just leads by example. You know, he'll show up to the training field. He'll put in 110%. He'll go off on the field, um, put in 120%. Um, you know, you, you look at a lot of players who, be first come to the league, could take a little bit of time to integrate in. And I was surprised that Polito came in and had such a big impact that he did. I don't know if that's because... Teams were so used to sports in KC's way of playing through uh, you know, the Dom Dwyer days going way back and, and Christian Namath and always having this target man up front. And now we've brought in Arnold Polito, who's completely different. You know, he's got more than false nine. Um, and he's just, everything he does, it's, it's drawing defenders out of position. It's giving other players space. And when he's not doing that, he's taking the ball himself. And creating chances and goals that almost was nothing, which is what we saw in our first goal against Colorado. I mean, back to goal, touch out, shot across his body, which was incredibly hard to do, and boom, it's one nil. Um, and so, yeah, you can see a noticeable difference within sports and KC when he's on the field, just from the whole way they play. And you know, we whether it's Kyrie Shelton up top or Eric Hurtado, that's going back to these big guys who are more target men. And a little bit more of what teams are used to from sporting. So when you get Alan Polito in there, it's just a completely different way of playing. Uh, when you have a player as talented as him up there, teams just struggle to defend him for a full 90 minutes. Really, something of a of a risk to spend the kind of money that Sporting mm-hmm. did for the for the transfer fee fee uh, close to what up to up to 10 million dollars for him. Yeah, so this one, to me, had to pay off. Uh, for did. sporting, didn't it? And and uh, and it it looks like it. You know, it's it's on its way to doing just that, which I think is a uh, is a terrific sign for sporting Kansas City fans who are, are going to uh, perhaps you know um, be hopeful that this type of thing can happen more often for uh, for, for the team 
going forward. Now, you know, sporting just doesn't do that. He was the first, obviously the, the, the most sporting has ever played, paid for a, um, you know, in a transfer fee for a player. Should this open the door for, for more acquisitions like this? I mean, you, you hope that it's a statement of intent, so to speak. Um, and it, it does open the door to that, you know, Mexican viewership. Uh, just I know, obviously, um, Sports and Casey has had Mexican players in the past, but this is the, the first one where he's, you know, he's in and around the national team. He's getting minutes, granted, not so much the last. But I'll say that, you know, it was his first call up in a while recently, but he's getting back in the mix. Um, but you look at, I hate to say it, I mean, he's 29 years old, he's saying he's 30, you know, next year. And, of course, he shows no sign of slowing down, and 30 isn't exactly old, old, old for a soccer player. Um, but it's not like he can sit on Polito for the next six, seven, eight years. Um, so, you know, yeah, you'll have him for a few more years, but hopefully this, this shows a sign of intent that sporting is not only afraid to spend big money on players that it believes will do well, um, but it knows how to use them and knows when to spend the money. And over these next few years, you'll hopefully start seeing it again in other parts of the field. Mm-hmm. So then, and it helps as MLS grows as well. More money comes into the MLS game. Um, yeah, sports in Kansas City will be able to to capitalize and continue growing on this Pleaso signing. So even when he starts to phase out a little bit, that's not an issue because they'll have all these other players that they've continue bringing in on the back of this sign and to keep the club moving forward. And we know there continues to be great interest in him in Mexico. You and I were just part of a conference call with Sporting Kansas City, and he was on it with his interpreter. Mm-hmm. Um, and and half of the calls were from uh, Mex- Mexican-based yeah. media. And he was, um, you know, all all the t- each of the topics had to do with his experience uh, with the Mexican national team. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. That doesn't. That certainly doesn't hurt Sporting Kansas City to have um, you know a high-profile player from from Mexico on the team, one who's playing very very well. Hey, before we wrap it up, let, I wanted to get to the just a piece of news. There's a, a little bit of confusion about mm-hmm. about an injury report um, yeah. for um, you know for tomorrow's game. What to, take us through that? We we seemed like there were a couple of players who who were reportedly ruled out. We heard otherwise from Peter Vermees today. Yeah, so injury report came out earlier today. Um, it basically, Winston Reed and John Lucabuzio out. Um, good. On initial reports, the Reed news wasn't as surprising. Obviously, he was a he was a last minute scratch from the last game because of groin tightness. Um, literally, you know, ten fifteen minutes before the game. Uh, but Gabuzio news was a complete surprise. So, and, you know, the was asked about it in the presser. Um, he basically says that uh, Buzio's been dealing with a bit of a knot in his leg for the last couple of games now, but, you know, it's something he can work through. It's, I'd say it's only a, a knot. It's not going to keep him out of the game. Um, so he basically said, Vermees said when he was asked a question, he, he doesn't know they were out as far as he's concerned. They're yeah, good to play. Um, so, yeah, I asked one of the communication folk at Sports and KC, and they said, whatever Vermees says goes. So, Despite what the injury report says, unless something comes out within the next, you know, 30 hours or so, uh, both guys should be ready to play. Now, whether they start, obviously, you don't want to, heading into the playoffs, you don't want to continue to injure Winston's groin. Um, but I, I don't see any reason why Buzio wouldn't play 
if he's already been playing through this North for the last couple of weeks. Very good. Okay, so we're going to take a break here, and when we come back, you will hear um, from Peter Vermees, and this is where we bid farewell to Sean Goodwin, who um, uh, happy to talk to you, Sean, and get your expertise on Sporting Kansas City and wishing you well in the voting booth on Thursday. Wear your I Voted sticker with great pride. I will. All right, Sean. Thanks. Good talking to you. you. Appreciate it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Coming off that 4-0 victory, you're now coming up against new disrespect to Sing Sing Asi, but the worst team statistically in the league um, you, just, do you have to do anything you have to say anything just to guard against a little bit of complacency within the group to keep going after that 4-0 win despite the next opposition yeah no uh, if you look at all their games at home they're all really low scoring games it's a tough place to play on the turf there um, they are pretty um they're difficult to play on the field there uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, uh, what they're really good with is they're good with second balls. Um, they, they do a really good job of, of fighting for things and scraping and scrapping for stuff. And that those are dangerous situations. So um, I, I don't think there's anybody in our group that thinks that this is an easy game by any means. We know that we're going into another team's place to play, and it's going to be difficult. Um, you know, it's going to be very difficult, and, 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 you know, there's not a game in MLS that's easy. Next question, we'll go to Nate Ukadi with Sports Radio 810 at WHB. Nate, your line is open. Hey, Peter, I know you've told us in the past that you've always kept the, the table, the, the live table, somewhere available in the facility so that your players see it and are aware of where they stand and what's at stake uh, as the season goes on. Since we don't really know how they're going to determine the table, whether it's points or points per game or whatever, I'm curious if you adjust what they see or how you guys are approaching just that kind of lack of certainty into to what's going to determine who's in the playoffs and where you see. A really simplistic view is, first off, we have it, on basically every television in the place this t- the table is and it's live um, but the simplistic view for us was when there was when they came out with the final 10 game schedule 
uh, we talked about there being 30 points on the table. And so it was really about us trying to amass as many of those points as we possibly could, but it was going to have to be done in a way that we were, we weren't going to use the last result and we weren't going to use and try to look past the next game. Uh, I know it sounds again simplistic, but it was more about, and, and when I say not use the last game, if, if for some reason things didn't go well, to now all of a sudden let yourself get into a hole that you got to dig yourself out of it, you know, confidence wise and everything else, it was that we're going to have to be really strong mentally to get over whatever happened in the last game, you know, win, lose, or draw. We're going to have to get over that game and get on to the next. And especially with these games coming as quick as they are, that's kind of been the, the 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 mo of the group is, you know, we won on against Colorado the other night. Now it's you know we got to start getting ready for Cincinnati. And the biggest thing is we got to get our batteries recharged. We got to you know put in the game plan. We got to understand uh, what are the the nuances or details that we all have to understand, and we have to go into that game that way. Um, and so it, you know, um, it, as I stated in the last. You know, question that was asked me. It, it's every team right now has the ability to get results, and so we have to go in with the mentality that it's not just about us getting the result, but knowing that our opponent is going to come to play, and and we have to be prepared for anything because we don't know who's going to be on the field. They might play a different way in that game, so let's make sure that we understand how we want to play, and let's make sure that when we go, whether it's at home or away. We go someplace that we're, we're we're ready for business, and 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 so far the guys have been pretty good at that. Next question: We'll go to Greg Eklund with NPR affiliate KCUR. Greg, your line is open. Good morning, Peter. Uh, the one lost tie record speaks for itself in Polito's absence. But behind the scenes, how do you think the team handled his absence? I, I actually think you know, in a lot of respects, it, it's been good. I, I think. The difference is is that there have been a lot of games where he has not been in where we've created a lot of chances and we just haven't put him away. So then you would sit there and say, well, obviously, he, that's why he's the finisher and that's why he went out and got him. Um, and there's some real validity to that. The other part of it is is that I like the fact that we're still able to create really high-quality chances. We just need to be a little bit more clinical in those in those situations but i i think player-wise we actually have been pretty good in a lot of respects um we had a little down turn uh, at one point way back when where we were we were just kind of disjointed and you know I, I i i've said this before i i put that on myself because i put a real focus on defending at a certain point in the season this year and i i i neglected probably the offensive side um and there's one point where we played you know a game where we just we couldn't even string four passes together but sometimes you got to take you know a step backwards before you can go forward and 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 i think that it served us well you know to to seren's question earlier being able to you know get better defensively was a really important aspect to us and 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 i think the guys you know have, have have done that so um Performance-wise, yeah, it, it's hard to replace guys like Polito um, in the team when they're gone. But at the same time, performance, we've been good. It's just maybe the results haven't been there because, you know, we just haven't been good enough in front of the goal, and that's something that he brings. 
Our next question will go to Salvador Perez with Goal.com. Salvador, your line is open. Thank you. Hi, Peter. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you. Peter, um, months ago, uh, we spoke with you about the team, about the development, about the goals of the team. And also, uh, by lines, uh, I understand that you love the versatility of the team and also Alan Polito that case. But with Alan Polito return, what do you expect about the Sporting Kansas City, about the Sporting Kansas City that is leader of Western Conference? Expect of the team or directly aspect of Alan? About Alan about Alan and about the team on the okay. road to the postseason. Uh, look, uh, as far as the team's concerned, we're still scraping, scrapping, and fighting and biting for everything that's in front of us at the moment. Um, having Alan in the team helps that immensely, um, for sure. Uh, what I what I will say is, and you spoke to it, you, you spoke about the versatility. What you know, good, bad, or indifferent, whether it was by choice or by design or, or, or forced upon us or what have you, um, we've had to really tinker with the team quite a bit this year. Um, not only with the players in the field, but at times style of play. Uh, and I, I think it's made us better coaches. I think it's made us um, better players, uh, and it's made us a better team. I, I, I think we have a, a, a better feel for certain things that we can do on the field and what also uh, things that individuals can do on the field um, in the way that we want to play and then also other ways that we want to play depending on the opponent. And in all those situations, Alan helps us, right? Um You know, I, I, I said this from the very beginning when people asked me before we ever even played a game with Alan, they said, you know, what is the, what are the reasons why you got him? I said, well, first off, when I think about a player in my mind that can play in the way that our team uh, plays and wants to play, um, he's the perfect fit because he can play in between the lines. He can give the final pass. He can score a goal on a day that you need somebody to get out in the channel and hold the ball up or serve a ball, he can do that. On the day that you need somebody to drop off into the midfield and, and, and help create the game, he can do that. When you need somebody to be selfish and just a deadly assassin in front of the goal, he can do that. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Sean Goodwin for stopping by and talking Sporting Kansas City. Links to his stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we've got a deal for you, especially for those that want a deep dive into the Stars' terrific Chiefs coverage. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. And it's not just the Chiefs you get. Sporting Kansas City, Royals, KUMU, K-State... All of it. How do you get it? Go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. Do you want more than just the sports coverage? I know I do. Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. 
sports news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole bit. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. I know that's a lot of dots and dashes. If you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, just send me an email at bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and I'll get you to the right place. Listen, whether it's a sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports Beat KC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode.